welcome. Welcome back. You're listening to What Makes Me Well. I am your host, Asada Jones, and every episode I sit down with a special guest and we discuss the different aspects of their life that make them well. Oh, wellness warriors, I am so happy to be back in action. I really miss this. I really miss being in a recording space and talking about wellness and sharing it with everybody. Speaking of sharing it with everybody, rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're on and share this podcast with a friend. I know we all know somebody in our lives that is into bettering themselves and is interested in learning about what other people have done and are doing to be well. So go ahead and share this. Um, My intention is for everybody to learn from each other and hopefully that collective will just, you know, make the world a better place. (laughs) Uh, So let's get into it. I hope you guys are doing well out there. I'm happy to say that I'm out of what I like to call the funk of 2019. Um, I feel like that was the overall theme of the year for a lot of people that I know, actually, not just myself. Um, But, you know, there were some highs for sure, really great things that happened last year, but there were some really challenging things that happened. Before I get into that, I'd like to reintroduce myself to the new listeners out there and the veteran listeners. By the way, thank you guys so much for keeping me accountable during this hiatus and letting me know that you guys are waiting on more episodes, that you want to know more, you're interested in follow-ups. Really, thank you so much. I love you guys. So let me reintroduce myself. I am Asada Jones. I am of Orlando, Florida, originally from Calorina, Puerto Rico. I work as an aerial instructor and a yoga therapist, and I'm the fur mama to two gorgeous pit bulls named Artemis Jones and Apollo Jones. I am a proud Boricua, and I am the wife to a wonderful, wonderful human being named Andrew Jones, who I am just delighted by, and I love him so much. I think it's pretty freaking awesome that we share an amazing life together, and we share business together, and like he's such a wonderful human being, and I really lucked out because he's also a chef, and I don't cook, and it's kind of the best thing in the world, and I am just so delighted by him. Anyway, I need to move on. Um, maybe one day I can get him onto the show and tell you guys the story about how we met because I think it's really funny and really cute. Anyway, moving on, three things that you guys need to know about me are, number one, I cannot nor will I function without coffee. So I know how this is going to sound, you guys, and I need you to understand that I mean it. I don't think that I am a good person without coffee in the morning. I truly think in my heart of hearts that I have more compassion in my heart. I am more and I'm more of an empathetic person. I think clearer and um and just with 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 love in my heart with coffee. Without coffee, you know, it's anybody's game and um I just try to do my due diligence and have my uh double espresso every morning. Um and I make it at home, so 
It's not too frou-frou. Um, but that is like the very, a very important thing to know about me. Um, another thing to know about me is that, uh, comedy is my coping mechanism. I live by the mantra, laugh to keep from crying because y'all, it's pretty hard out there and things are kind of dark sometimes. So, it's really important for me to find the funny in almost everything so that way I can keep it moving. Um, and then I go to therapy. But in the moment, try and find the funny and keep it going. Um, that's how I roll. <laughs> Lastly, I value my alone time. I think that when we give ourselves time to decompress from all of the overstimulation that is a part of our world now with our cell phones and the news and traffic um, and, and noise pollution, an incredibly stressful work schedule that sometimes you have to take home with you. When we take time away from all of that and we give ourselves time to decompress away from other things and other people, we can reevaluate and reflect on all of our pillars of wellness. And that can do wonders for us when we are given a chance to reflect and think about how we're moving in the world. We can course correct, but without examining where you're going and how you're moving, you're just kind of flying free. So I've found that as an adult, when I'm given the opportunity to be by myself for a few moments. I truly cherish it because I find myself thinking about my pillars of wellness and how I feel in these aspects of my life. And it gives me a chance to do better and be a better person moving forward. I mean, there's always room for growth, right? So those are three things that I feel will help you get to know me a little bit better. Um, but I wanted to circle back on pillars of wellness and talk about what they are and how many of them you should have. So being well is a multifaceted thing. There are multiple aspects of true health and wellness. And I feel that lately we have kind of, and by we, I mean, our society and social media, we've kind of gotten away from what wellness really is, but I, I'm here to, I'm here to bring it back, you guys. <laughs> so I have with me here a list of your eight pillars of wellness. And the idea is that if you focus and do the work within each pillar individually, then every pillar together collectively will lift you up and support you in your overall health and well-being. So because everybody is requiring different things in life, we are all going to put different amounts of effort into each pillar, which I personally love and which is one of the reasons why I think this podcast is important because what works for me may not work for somebody else, but it might work for another person whose pillar needs, so to speak, align with mine. And we don't know that unless we share. Um, okay, so let's get into it. The first pillar of wellness is your emotional pillar of wellness. And that pillar is responsible for helping you navigate your emotions and helping you cope effectively with life and all of its changes. And fun fact, I recently learned that 
the part of your brain that is responsible for developing emotional maturity and therefore this pillar of wellness, this emotional pillar of wellness, that part of your brain doesn't actually finish developing until you are in your 30s. Now, does that mean we are completely screwed until then? Um, No, not necessarily. I just think that it means that the work that we do in this pillar is constant because a lot of our thought patterns, a lot about how we feel about certain things have solidified by adulthood and we have to take time out to re-examine that pillar, re-examine how we feel about certain situations, re-examine if we need better coping skills to deal with our emotions. Um, it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of observation to do that. And it takes work. It takes a lot of work. But your emotional health is so important and getting a hold of that is possibly the best thing that you can do for yourself. All right, moving on to our second pillar of wellness. It is your environmental pillar of wellness. This pillar is responsible for keeping you in good health by occupying pleasant, stimulating environments that support your well-being. Pretty straightforward. And we can examine this in two different ways. The first way, we can look at your immediate personal surroundings. Are you living in a safe environment? Do you feel safe at work? Do you feel safe at home? Do you feel safe in your community and in your neighborhood? We can also ask ourselves, do these spaces support my overall sense of health and well-being? And in the larger sense, we can examine this as a relationship between ourselves and the global environment. How do you support the environment and how in turn does the environment support your health, your sense of well-being and your safety? You know, these are real questions that we should be asking ourselves, especially with all that we know about climate change and all that we know that we could be doing to help fight off climate change. All right, moving right into our third pillar of wellness. This pillar is your intellectual pillar of wellness. This pillar is responsible for helping you recognize your creative abilities and for finding ways to expand your knowledge and skill. Wellness warriors, I truly believe that every person walking this planet is hungry for more knowledge and more information. It just the topic varies. I don't think anybody in this world is satisfied with learning K through 12 stuff and then never learning anything again. I think that a lot of the dissatisfaction that some people feel in life, in adulthood, comes from a feeling that they weren't set up properly in childhood, that they didn't learn enough and they weren't taught everything that they need in order to be a successful adult. But really, it's on us to continue to learn, to recognize where we missed out, to recognize where we didn't get the parenting that we needed, we didn't get the education that we needed, 
But you know what? As an adult, we can go back and reteach ourselves. We can relearn the things that we need to learn in order to be better moving forward. Again, it's hard, but it's so worth it. And speaking of something that is so worth it, getting this next pillar of wellness right and feeling good with this pillar of wellness is so, so worth it, you guys. This pillar is your occupational pillar of wellness. It is responsible for creating personal satisfaction and enrichment from one's work. Wellness Warriors, getting this one right can really change everything about your life. We spend so much of our time at work with our coworkers, with our clients, that if you aren't really passionate about what you do and why you're doing it, it can really be a drain on your energy and really cause you to question what are we doing in this thing called life? What is the point of it all? If you have to spend a majority of your waking hours in a job that you hate and a job that brings you no joy and just drains you of your energy, It's no way to live, and I can tell you firsthand that I have been in that position working in a job that did not fulfill me in any way, shape, or form, but the money was right, and I stuck with it for a really long time, longer than I should have, because I was so worried or I was so focused on the financial gain that I felt it was okay to sacrifice my personal satisfaction. And let me tell you, that's not the way to go. It was not the way to go. Um, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the importance of having an occupation that brings you passion. So if you find yourself in a job that you are not passionate about, that doesn't bring you joy, that doesn't allow you to be fully present in other aspects of your life because you're so tired from this job and so energetically drained from this job, maybe take a few moments to examine where you can make the change. And it might not happen right away. You know, you might have to update that resume and put some feelers out. You might have to wait until the time is right to change your job. But finding fulfillment within your occupation is definitely one of the best things that you can do for yourself and do for your wellness. So moving into your fifth pillar of wellness, it is one that we are all familiar with, your physical pillar of wellness. This one is responsible for recognizing the need for physical activity, the need for healthy food, and the need for sleep. I think this is the pillar that we all think about when we think about health and wellness. We immediately think about our physical fitness and our physical health. Um, And it is important. It definitely is an important pillar of wellness. Um, But I don't want to let this pillar overshadow the other ones. So quickly moving on to the next pillar, it is our social pillar of wellness. And this pillar is responsible for helping us develop a sense of connection, belonging, and a well-developed support system in our lives. Now, admittedly, this is a strange pillar. This is a weird one because in the time that we are in now with social media, everything does seem, or everyone does seem kind of far away at the same time that we have 
never been closer to each other. So it's interesting having to navigate these waters. There's that demand to be social and connected on the the internet, but then um, there's also a demand and a need to be connected face-to-face in real life with people. As much as you think that tending to the social pillar is about social media followers and and getting out there in the sense that you are the most popular. Um, What is really fulfilling to us are personal intimate connections and personal intimate support systems that we know that we can rely on outside of social media, outside of the internet. So this is a really interesting pillar to to reevaluate if you haven't done so in a while. Getting towards the bottom of our list, the seventh pillar of wellness is your spiritual pillar of wellness. This is all about expanding a sense of purpose and helping you come to terms with the meaning of life, whatever that means for you. Okay, Wellness Warriors, before I finish up with the last pillar of wellness, I'm going to take a little break. All right, and I'm back with the last pillar of wellness. This is the financial pillar of wellness. This pillar is responsible for helping you create satisfaction with your current and future financial situations. I don't want to overstress this, but I think this is one of the most important pillars because being financially well really does affect the rest of your life. And um, this actually leads me into the next segment where I've been. Um, So uh, wellness warriors, and in case you're my new listeners, I call you guys wellness warriors. I call myself a wellness warrior because I feel like being well and staying well is just that. It's challenging. It's a constant battle. And um, I feel like you are a warrior every single day, every single moment when you choose to do what is good for you, what truly makes you well rather than what appeases your desires in the moment. So uh, Wellness Warriors 2019 was simply difficult. Um, The year began pretty well. It went, you know, pretty well uh, at the top of the year. I had uh, an experience that really made me reevaluate my financial health pillar and, uh, Just to sidebar really quickly, in a previous podcast, I shared with the listeners, shared with you listeners, that Andrew and I had started our financial peace university journey with Dave Ramsey. And we did it. It was, uh, or we bought it. We opened up the box and we listened to the first few episodes. We did the work, but truth be told, it fell by the wayside. And by the end of 2018, we were what they call, quote unquote, Dave-ish. We weren't really following the Dave Ramsey system. We were Dave-ish for a while. Um, So coming back into 2019, when we decided to reevaluate our financial health pillar, we made a few very big decisions for um, our financial health. I decided to officially slide this podcast, What Makes Me Well, into hiatus mode. Andrew and I really buckled down on our spending. We began to work 
as much as we could as freelancers, we tracked every fucking dollar that we made and we stopped going out. We, I mean, and by going out, we still had date nights and we budgeted for things that were important to us. But as far as the frivolous spending, stopping at, you know, a donut shop on the way home, we cut all that out. Um, and it was really interesting um, because personally, I had to slow down on things like coffee dates and lunch dates and happy hours with friends and clients. And um, a really cool thing happened. Personally, we paid off a lot of fucking debt. And it was really, it is really fucking amazing to be in the position that we're in. It's funny because you hear those stupid infomercials and you hear people that have done the Dave Ramsey system before or done any sort of life-changing uh, course, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's, we really sound just like them or I really sound just like them. And I really understand that at the end of the day, when you hunker down and you have a goal and you stick to it and you make a plan for it, an actionable plan for it, you are more likely to reach your goal. But it was really cool, at least for me, for us to be able to set a goal as a team and then to be able to reach it. So that was really awesome. So another interesting thing happened uh, because I reevaluated my financial boundaries, my social relationships changed. And that's why I said that this pillar is important because I feel like it affects the other pillars of your life because as soon as I changed my financial boundaries, my social relationship changed and I I had to have some uncomfortable conversations with friends because we have had to move further apart because ultimately I had to spend money to access their time in the sense that we are going out to eat. We're going out to be entertained by something or whatever the case may be. But um, for some reason or another, our friendship didn't necessarily translate into doing something like, hey, just come over, hang out and uh, come over to my house. We don't have to spend any money. It For some reason, it just never transpired that way. So that relationship changed. And that's okay. I've, in the beginning, I was all up in my feelings about it. But that is just the nature of certain relationships. And that's fine. Certain relationships are, you know, certain times, you know, you've got girlfriends or friends that you hang out with when you're grabbing a few drinks or when you want to go to the movies or something like that. And, and that's totally fine. Um, I just had to come to terms with the shift in our relationship and the shift in the amount of access I would have to them um, based on my decision to adjust my finances. Um, and, you know, it was just interesting for me to realize that I have made or I had made a lot of friendships based on that, based on, oh, let's hang out together and and let's have these shared experiences that ultimately cost us money. Um, so it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit kind of FOMO, you know, when I was like, oh, I guess I have to miss out on this and I guess I have to miss out on that. Um, but 
ultimately, I knew that this was the best form of self-care, not just for myself, but for my marriage too, because I wasn't just changing how I am spending my money. I'm also changing the way Andrew and I are saving. And then that will have a ripple effect on the rest of our lives moving forward. So it was a you know, a bittersweet pill to swallow. Um, but it wasn't just a hard thing for me. It was a hard thing for my friends too. Um, I had a friend that asked me, you know, uh, sent me a text randomly out of the blue asking me if I was mad at her because I hadn't reached out in a while to go to happy hour. And, you know, I had another friend that, you know, was upset that uh, in a few months prior when I was all about spending money and all about Sunday fun days, um, that I had to cancel plans uh, multiple plans in a row um, because, you know, in the beginning, budgeting is a little bit tricky and you fuck up. And I thought I had budgeted for this and turned out I really didn't. And um, I had to cancel and people got upset. Feelings were hurt. I had to have really uncomfortable conversations. But ultimately, learning boundaries is a beautiful thing. It really is. I'm really grateful for the changes that 2019 provided us because we are in a different place where I just, uh, I mean, so many new things are uh, have opened up to us simply because we got a hold of our finances. And l- listeners, I'm not saying that our lives are completely perfect and, you know, we're multimillionaires because we did the Dave Ramsey system. No, we're regular ass human beings. But the fact that we don't have this incredible debt hanging over us has really opened up options for how we can move and where we can move in our future. So uh, for me, I think it's beautiful the effect that the work and focus in this pillar, this financial health pillar can provide in your life, not just for yourself, but for future generations in your family. And if you choose not to you know, put the wealth that you build back into your family for whatever reason, you choose not to have kids, you can't have kids, whatever the case may be, you have kids and they're terrible human beings, um, (laughs) whatever, your wealth can go back into the community. There are so many things that financial health and, and wealth can do for philanthropy if that's what you choose to do with your money. Now, I wanted to circle back really quickly on boundaries and share with you a really important passage from a book on boundaries that I was reading about two years ago or two and a half years ago uh, when I was working on relearning how to have and keep healthy boundaries. And I want to share this with you because I found myself coming back to this passage while Andrew and I were working on our financial pillars and there would be struggles and challenges like ultimately there always is and we would mess up. But I found myself coming back to this passage over and over again. Um, So I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you are inspired to examine your not only your financial health pillar, but all of the other pillars of wellness. So here we go. 
The book is called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. I shared a picture of the book cover on the podcast's Instagram account. So if you're curious as to what it looks like and you want to buy it for yourself, go ahead and check out our Instagram account. Um, I will let you guys know that they are Christian and so they use the Bible as evidence that their higher power, that God wants them to have healthy boundaries and that ultimately it's within God's plan that we all have healthy boundaries, which, you know, I think whoever you believe in, whatever you want to call it, I call it the universe like whoever you believe in, I think it's a really great message. So if you are uncomfortable with God and the Bible, substitute it for the universe or whatever name you feel comfortable with. Okay. God's desire is for you to know where your injuries and deficits are, whether self-induced or other-induced. Ask him to shed light on the significant relationships and forces that have contributed to your own boundary struggles. The past is your ally in repairing your present and ensuring your future. Huh. I freaking love that so hard. It really, really just kind of made me, anytime I was feeling down or anytime I was like, oh shit, what is this all about? Are we doing the right thing by, you know, following this, this, this plan? Um, because it's a little bit different than, than what other typical financial advisors tell you to do. I don't know. That really kind of made me it snapped me back into the present moment. And, you know, something about the past is your ally in repairing your present and ensuring a better future like that, that spoke to me so hard. Like I have it underlined and highlighted a million times. Um, So I'll make sure to put the link, the Amazon link to the boundaries books in this episode's show notes if you want to check it out. All right, so now that I have caught you wellness warriors up on what was happening with me, let's talk about what is happening with me. Uh, What I did this week to be well and my highlight of the week are one in the same. I saw Oprah Winfrey during her 2020 Your Life in Vision tour. I didn't believe it was actually happening, you guys, until the weekend of because I honestly never truly thought I would see this amazing person in real life before. Um, and, and it wasn't like we got to have like a, a, a meeting face to face or anything like that. I, I meant like, I truly never thought I would just be able to be in her presence before. I just never thought our worlds will align. So when Andrew gifted me tickets to see her live, I was really surprised. Like, it was just one of those, like, oh, wow. And, like, a small part of me didn't think it was, like, a real ticket. Um, Sorry, baby. But, like, I I was just so stunned. And I was so surprised. And I remember him kind of being underwhelmed when I saw the gift because I was like, oh, wow. And he was like, yeah, aren't you excited? And it it just wasn't real to me, honestly, until I was driving down to South Florida, that three hour drive. And the closer I got to the hotel, I was like, oh, shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see Oprah Winfrey. Like, I I just, it was just amazing. And, and she was so inspiring. And it was going by myself to see her was actually really 
Um, I, I at first I dreaded the in, the drive by myself because it's a three hour drive and it's really long and doing that long stretch by yourself can be pretty tedious. But for somebody who has been partnered most of her life at this point, it was like a, a small independent woman win to drive by myself and to stay in a hotel room by myself and to go see a person that I have admired so much and really be able to fully, fully just drink her in and and take in her words without having to worry about somebody else, you know, having a good time and the experience too was was really big for me. And I didn't realize how like self-fulfilling it was going to be until I was coming home, even though, you know, I wanted to get back home to my husband and my puppies. It was just nice to be able to say, like, I did this by myself. So, yeah, that felt really good to do. And I'm glad I did it. So the highlight of my week is, again, the Oprah talk. But more specifically, it's my highlight because there were so many moments and so many times within her talk that I felt seen and I felt truly recognized because there were so many things that she was saying that mirrored what I believe and um, my mission in life and what I feel is my life's purpose. So I'm going to share with you a couple of things that she said because, of course, there were Honestly, there were some there were times where I had to like stifle my screaming and my yelps because I was like, "Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh, oh shit. She's saying what I oh, I think oh, I've said that too, like word for word." And I'm sure it's because I've been raised with this woman in my head, in my brain, and I've been reading her books and listening to her podcasts and watching her TV shows. So I've grown up with Oprah my whole life. But there's just something really amazing to hear her say things like, uh, let's make 2020 the year of transformation and triumph, beginning first and foremost with what makes us well. What? You guys, she said the name of the podcast. Like, she's literally shouting me out. It was freaking wild. (laughs) Okay, it wasn't like that, but it was almost like that. Um, She also said, wellness for me is simply all things in balance. We long for a life without constraint, free from conflict, fear, or judgment, where our health, relationships, career, and finances coexist in perfect flow with our spiritual center. This is the highest form of well-being. You guys, she's talking about pillars of wellness. She's literally saying what I just said. Or I'm saying what she has said before. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Egg, chicken, it's it's beautiful. Um, she also spoke about the power of setting an intention. And she said a lot, you don't get what you want, you get what you intend. I know, I mean, so many people have said that, but when it comes out of the mouth of Oprah Winfrey, you're like, oh, well, duh. And then um, actually she she then proceeded to tell us, okay, listeners, check this out. She then proceeded to tell us the story of her when back in the day when she was a lowly, um, and I say that jokingly, um, Oprah Winfrey was never lowly, um, when she was an anchor and she went over to her network producer's home. And at that time, it was the biggest house she'd ever seen. It was beautiful with the with the porch and 
she said six trees in the front yard. And Oprah Winfrey at that time said, you know what? I am going to make it to where I have a home with six trees in my front yard, just like this. And now, you guys, the woman has a mother freaking island, her own island with all of the trees. She has all the trees. All the trees, those are hers. She shared these beautiful pictures of her yard and her and her home. And she said one day she got up and she was like, oh, I remember that guy with the one with those trees. And she decided that she wanted to count the trees in her yard. And she lost track of the count. She lost track of time. She, the woman was too busy to count all the trees. So she had to hire somebody to count all the trees in her home. And I just thought, what a beautiful, beautiful story about the power of setting an intention because the woman thought it and good Lord, did she crush it. And it was so inspiring. So um, that was my highlight. And um, now I want to hear yours. Write me an email. Tell me what you did this week to be well. Share with me your highlight of the week. I'm at whatmakesmewell at gmail.com. Or you can tag what makes me well or hashtag what makes me well on Instagram or Twitter on your comment or a post. I'll be able to see it either way. Wow, we are fully into the first episode of the second season. This is really exciting. You guys, I have so much planned for season two. Um, I've got guests lined up like Sarah Berlin, who is my body worker and uh, an amazing sound healer. And um, she and I have been teaching monthly sound healing and yoga classes for the last three months. And it's been really amazing. So I'm really excited to have her on the show and share with you guys um, what makes her well. I'm also really excited about having the women from Wheela, the CBD company, on the show and talk about what makes them well. Their names are Ella Duke and Joanna Tim, and they are really wonderful women who I'm really excited to sit down and chat with. Um, I'm also going to be having follow-up episodes with previous season one guests like Lorianne and Paige also, I am hoping that I can get my psychic on the show because she is super fantastic. I know for some of it might be a little bit frou-frou, but I think it'll be a fun episode for those that have an open heart and an open mind for it. Um, also, Wellness Warriors, I am going to be taping my first live episode of the show and I'm really excited about that. The event is called Wellness by Design, and um, I'll be sharing more uh, information on that on the social medias, but I'm really excited to share the episode with you guys too. So that's a little bit of what's happening. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. You can get all of the new episodes on your feed immediately. Um, thank you guys for listening. I want to hear from you. Uh, so tell me what you think of this podcast. Tell me what you want to hear from this podcast and, you know, tell me who you'd like to hear from too. Um, make yourself heard by rating, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, also don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. It's what makes me well on all of the platforms and it's all one word. Until next time, Wellness Warriors, be brave, be light, be well.